0: Hi, this is Allison, host of the I Hate Charlie's podcast by Eternal Recurrence. Thanks for tuning into our fourth episode. As a quick disclaimer, this podcast is not focused on teaching philosophy, but rather helping get our listeners through the door on what philosophy can be through a quick diluted taste of it in a digestible and approachable manner. As a ground rule, we do not assume that our audience knows anything about any of this. In episode four, I, along with my guests of the week, Olivia, Victoria, and Joy, tackle the idea of antinatalism and what it means to be an antinatalist. We also cover topics such as what it means to be a woman, the oddities of America, free will, and why philosophy is valuable. As a side note, our mic was pointed at me in this episode, and we didn't realize until after recording that it picked up my voice much more than the others, so sorry if I blare into your ears a bit. We'll try to edit that out as much as we can. All timestamps will be included in the description. Thanks again for tuning into this podcast. I hope you enjoy.
1: There's <laughs> a We're altos. No, but you can beatbox, right? Yeah. Oh,
2: you
0: can do the beatboxing. I can. Mm-hmm. I'll do a little. Oh yeah, I'll make some notes. I'll make some notes. You'll do some humming, Victoria. What about you?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I've got to put my soprano skills to use. I could do like a falsetto, like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you can be able to read the melody, and we'll just do the backup.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ready?
3: We're well, going to do the off. Give me okay. a second. I have bread in my teeth. Yeah. Oh my god. I have no conception of what this is supposed to sound like. Okay, I'm good.
0: You're good. We're good. I don't prepared for those things. <laughs> like, like a, a hamster. Speak, like, I can cut start off afterwards <coughs> Okay. Okay, ready?
2: <coughs> Five, six, seven, no. <coughs> Welcome <coughs> to Eternal <coughs>
0: recurrent <coughs> I hate trolleys. <coughs> <coughs> Woo. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys, that's so loud. Um, <coughs> yeah, you know, you bust the listener's ears.
4: Oh, <sighs> God.
0: <laughs> Joy, shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode, this is episode four of I Hate Trolleys. Um, I am joined by my, what do you want to call, what do I call you guys? OVADGE. F- OVADGE. That's us, that's us. <laughs> that is Olivia, Victoria, Allison, me, and Joy. Joy, welcome back. <laughs> Joy's just beatboxing. Joy, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Victoria, Olivia, you guys are new. <laughs> yeah, say hide in the masses, Olivia. Come on. Victoria said the hi. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, so we can do a little introduction. If you guys listen to episode one, Joy has already introduced herself. So, and so have I, multiple times. So I think it's just up to you two. Do you guys want to say who you are? A little bit about yourself? Literally anything? Yeah?
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm Victoria. Um, I go to school with Allison. <laughs> yep. And I'm graduating this year.
0: It's so freaky. Yeah. We're all graduating this year.
3: I'm an old woman, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. hag. <laughs> almost, almost, almost eighteen. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Horrific. I'm a crone.
0: Olivia,
1: you? Yes, my name is Olivia. I also am in grade twelve with Allison and Joy and Victoria.
0: That's it. <laughs>
1: yeah. How, fun fact.
2: Fun fact: Half my family
0: lives in Australia. That's a lie. That's not even true. That's a lie. (laughs)
2: That
1: provides you nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Come on, Olivia. Fun fact: Slightly dark fact. Uh oh. I have a about a nickel-sized hole in my skull. Ooh. I did not know this. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah. They just left it there.
3: Yeah. Wait, can you put your hand through it, or is it under your skin? Like, like Like, can you feel it? Oh my God, that's so cool. You cannot feel it.
0: isn't there, like, fluid leaking in and out of there? Or is it just fine?
1: I mean, the fluid supposed to circulate, I think. Wait, like,
0: it circulates out? I was like, under the impression mean? that there was, like, fluid in the skull, and then fluid...
1: Well, there's, like, a membrane. Oh, so the membrane it's grew the back. It's the skin and the skull, and oh. there's fluid like, the inside
0: the skull. But if you, do, if you, like, hit the same spot, is it going to be, like, absolutely fucked? I <laughs> had a guy
1: ask me if he punched the back of my skull, would it cave in?
0: Yeah, I want to know. Probably. Good, <laughs> good question. The little off button. <laughs> oh, yeah, he it just, like, shuts off. He powers down. Oh, my God. Okay, let's, let's get to it. So today's episode is on antinatalism. Um, I'll say that pretty loosely, because we'll just see how this goes. We don't really have, like, a plan. But I think we could just talk about the topic as a whole. Um, in general, I think that this... Philosophy is becoming more and more popular, just especially for people our age. Um, just with the state of our world right now, climate change, wars, the world feels like it's ending. We're like every single day I look on the news and it's like a it's a new crisis I have to care about. Um, I don't think it's totally crazy for me to be like, hey, let's let's consider the ramifications of having a kid right now. I am so absolutely stressed. Do I want to bring someone else into this?
1: Mm. A good starting question. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Go for it. Yes. Just anything.
1: I. I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that like also like you mentioned the news and stuff, it could also just be an aspect of, you know, the media over dramatizing. Uh, over dramatizing things, things. For dramatizing sure. Things like, I think the state of the world right now is probably always pretty the same. I think it's just with media, you're learning about more things. Like, people in the. 1800s with no media they obviously don't know what's going on like in ukraine and russia and stuff like that right yeah your life is limited to like
0: the five people you live with yeah your little
2: village
0: your little village so now we get everything from everywhere Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so that could play a factor like Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's the world's not getting worse but we're just learning more about the the bad things
3: but one could argue that heightened awareness of like all of the bad elements of the world even if they're even if they aren't increasing on, like, an upward trajectory, so to speak, um, could still lead to a more informed decision on whether or not to give birth. Because, like, if I was a peasant, I didn't understand what the bubonic plague was. Everybody was just dying for no reason. I'd be like, yeah, I'll just have a kid and see what happens. Like, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. now, if the bubonic plague was currently happening, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I don't want my kid to, like, go through a life of hardship and misery with this horrific disease hanging over their shoulders. So I just think that a heightened awareness of, like, the world itself – is leading to more people choosing not to have kids, and perhaps that is a more rational and informed decision because of that fact.
1: Yeah, I heard, like, a, I don't know, recently that... Why is my voice doing that? Do you hear it?
3: <laughs> Just give it a
0: little
1: cough. A little, yeah. <laughs> Take your time, dude. Okay. Um, no, it's still doing It's fine. Um, I heard, like, kind of recently that, like, the idea that as quality of life goes up, birth rate goes down, and, I don't know, I heard it, like, characterized as kind of, like, a bad thing, but I don't necessarily see why, because, like, with, like, as Victoria said, if people are able to make more informed decisions about whether or not they have a kid, and with the upwards quality of life, like, women mostly are able to, like, take control over the decision whether they want to have the kid, like, with access to, like, increased, like, contraception, and, like, stuff like that, um, then I don't necessarily see, like, why people exercise this decision not to have a kid is, like, such a bad thing. Yeah. Um,
0: I also know, I recognize the fact that, like, a lot of the times when I say that, like, very broadly, that I'm an antinatalist, I identify as an antinatalist, the immediate response is very much like, like, hold your horses. Like, this, like, what? Like, are you kidding? Um, and I think that's also because a lot of people are under the impression um, and maybe that some people hold this belief, but I certainly do not, that, um, antinatalism sort of asserts that it's just death is always preferable, you know? You know, if you don't want to have kids because, like, death is preferable to living, like, for your child, why don't you just go kill yourself right now? Does that mean we should just all walk off into the sunset and kill ourselves? And I'm like, okay, hold, you hold your horses, mister. Um, I, I, I don't see it as, like, and I'm not saying that, like, anybody is morally reprehensible for having a child. Do your thing. Um, Me saying I'm an antinatalist is not telling everybody else that they should be an antinatalist. It's just a personal belief. It's just, for me, I think that the cons of having a child often outweigh the pros. Maybe I should ask you guys, do you guys, you you don't have to answer if you're not comfortable or if you don't want to. Like, do you guys identify as an antinatalist? Why or why not?
2: I think, do you think there could be a difference between antinatalist and personally I don't want kids because I feel like mm-hmm. having like slapping the title on it just makes it a little bit different as a concept in my brain for some reason yeah I mean, for sure like I can say oh personally I don't want kids but that doesn't mean I'm an, I'm an anti antinatalist do I mean so that's mm-hmm. just my own personal like what I've weighed out in my own mind but I don't think that's like a big thought big what's it called school of thought that we should all be like yeah yeah
0: (laughs) well if i just search it up right now it says the the definition that just pops up on wikipedia antinatalism is the ethical view that negatively values procreation antinatalists argue that humans should abstain from procreation because it is morally wrong
2: yeah so i don't think procreation is morally wrong or like making kids morally wrong i just personally don't want kids maybe
0: i am not an antinatalist
2: yeah because i feel like it's a really (laughs) big broad overall statement i think it's pretty it's pretty not radical but pretty like out there because by being an antinatalist it says on the wikipedia right Mm -hmm. humans in general shouldn't have kids yeah right by then that means you are saying everyone else like we all shouldn't have kids
4: i think
0: for me i don't know if this is warped you guys can tell me if it is i think if i have a kid i see it as morally reprehensible for me Mm -hmm. to do that if other people have a kid whatever have a kid do your thing slay.
3: Then is that still
2: anti
3: natalism I think that still is because <coughs> I mean you could apply that logic to a lot of different like beliefs, whether they be religious, philosophical, social, whatever. And I think we we as a society <laughs> have a tendency to to expect um, almost radical behavior from people who hold beliefs that we're not familiar with mm-hmm. uh, as a way for them to like prove their own their own adherence to said beliefs, but at the end of the day, I think it's a very, I, I think it's good if you hold certain beliefs and don't push them on other people, no matter what they could be, um, and I don't think that judging others for a lifestyle that you don't personally agree with morally, uh, ever means that you're more or less of a believer in something, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. So I think that's like still antinatalism. Yeah. You're not like going around killing other people's babies. <laughs> no, no, that, was, that might be a
2: little bit of a problem, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think it just depends on like, because I'm not really sure is antinatalism like a way of thinking or is it like some like, if it's like some cult you subscribe to, I know it's not, right? But then uh-huh. it makes things different. You know what I mean, because if like, it is, just like confuses me whether it's like.
0: I think that applies for, like, a lot of things. Like, when you start to slap a title on things, you also, it's also often under the impression that you might subscribe to, like, the extreme aspects of it, which I don't think is the case for me. I don't think it's, like, insane for me to be like, hey, like, having a kid might be a little funky in this current political and just worldly climate right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I encourage people to consider that. Um, If they don't want to, that's fine. Have a kid. I will give it a little kiss
2: you going to have a kid
0: after this. I want a kiss. From or yeah, you don't want a kiss from me? No. <laughs>
3: cuz <not> my kid <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, I think that kind of like just just kind of like bring it back to something you said before. I think when well, so something Allison said before cuz no one can see me pointing. <laughs> uh, I think that the the conflation that a lot of people have with antinatalism and just like, why don't we just kill ourselves right now is flawed in my opinion because, but I do understand why people hold that belief because sure. I think that there is a very prevalent notion in the society, I hate that I keep saying that, <laughs> that conflates childbirth with like the carrying of like a life of its own. It's carrying on your family line. So if you don't have children, then you die twice. Because not only do you personally die, you stop breathing, whatever, but your line dies, your name dies, and somehow that's, a lot of weight is put on that fact, um, and there's a lot of sorrow associated with that, and that also ties into the, to one of the reasons why uh, parents don't like to have female daughters or only daughters and no sons, because they want men to carry on this name that they've associated with their family as if it's somehow this like spiritual marker of who they are um and yeah i just i find that interesting yeah
2: i think that sentiment's also really (laughs) common in like the abortion rights debate too when Mm -hmm. you talked about like oh well if we're not giving birth to babies why don't we all kill ourselves right now they're making that like comparison between like already living human lives and these unborn babies that are yeah um, completely unborn. They're not even, like, a fetus yet. So I think it's also interesting yeah. how those are
3: a parallel, you
0: know? Yeah, for sure. I get a lot of people whenever I say I'm an antinatalist or whatever, a lot of people come to me and they're like, that's so pessimistic. Do you just hate yourself? Are you that emo? <laughs> and, like, if you know me, you know that I gen. this is so disgusting, but just give me a moment. <laughs> like, I genuinely love life. I'm a happy person, and I'm, like, very proud to be able to say that. Like, I- it's taken me a long time to get to where I am today. But I think that in general I can say I live a happy life. You know, I'm doing the things I like. I surrounded people that I love. Like, um, I don't have a lot of issues that or not anymore, that I've just kind of gotten out of the way, I've grown up a bit. Um, and I don't think me saying like consider antinatalism is like a pessimistic thing and be like, oh, I don't have kids, uh, uh emo, uh, cut off your life, uh, whatever. Um, if anything, I think it's more of a sympathy thing or like a. Your kid might suffer a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's still a pessimism thing, which isn't a bad thing. It's not like getting. Yeah, no anything, worries. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think a pessimism thing because you don't have, like, not. You don't really have trust in the world that your kid is going to have a good life, right? It's. For me, um, if I'm going to, like,
0: outline my, like, line of thinking or my logic here, um, I'm very aware that like, due to my position and my privilege, if I have a child, the potential of horrible things happening to the child um, is a lot lesser than those who might not be in my position or aren't as privileged, right? Um, let's say I have a baby, um, you know, I come from a wealthy family, I think, like let's say I had one right now, okay? Right now, <laughs> pop out a baby, okay? I can adequately provide for that baby or at least my parents will help me do that. I have a home. I Will likely be able to raise it if I choose to or whatever, um, and just in general, just because first world country, that's where I am. You know, I'm, I get an education, a good one, right? On top of that, um, the potential goes down of you know things happening to the child. Or as you were saying, that um, maybe I should have more trust in the world that nothing will happen to this child. But I think for me, the potential at all for a child to live a horrible life. Which will always exist because I have no idea what's gonna happen in the future. I could have a child and then die. Um, maybe my whole family dies, um, something happens to the child, I don't know. Anything could happen, right? Really, really anything could happen. Um, a war breaks out, nuclear war breaks out, right? Um, which is something also that we are having to consider now. Um, yeah, I, I'm never, ever gonna know what happens. There's always gonna be a, a percent chance, right, that horrible things will happen to this child. Um, maybe they live a horrible life, the most horrible life even, right? Who knows? Um, I think that percentage of at all, if it exists, I can't buy into the possibility of having a child. I see it as like sort of Russian roulette. Mm -hmm. Right? I have Mm -hmm. no idea if the shot is going to fire or not.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I think that's more of a personal aspect of antinatalism. Yeah, yeah. I think people on the more like I'm a complete antinatalist side. Mm-hmm. Believe it's just not having babies and completely stopping the human race is a way for the planet to heal itself. I think that's a different aspect of oh yeah for anti-natalism. sure antinatalism. I think that's the bigger main concept of antinatalism. Do what do you guys we, think of that? Like, like the environment and stuff. Like we stop having kids yeah. because better for everything. Yeah. Like, have you seen those like? those movies where it's like post apocalyptic and like oh the the environment's going back to normal yeah world. the world's flourishing <laughs> again <laughs> like with Thanos and stuff also plays with that concept kind of mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. what's it called mm-hmm. I love Marvel End but Endgame game? Yeah. yeah
1: so that like yeah I think that's oh so you go you speak so okay you can go <laughs> no you go okay I don't really okay my thoughts are gonna be like word salad this time. <laughs> but anyways um I think that I'm kind of like just like working it around in my mind. And like one viewpoint that I can see people having, it's like, if we're talking about just like the earth, like plants and like, I don't know, I'm looking at some vines right now um, and whatnot, if, like allowing those to flourish and allowing like plants and trees and stuff to grow back and like take out cities. Um, I'm wondering if that's like prioritizing an anti like sentient being, mm-hmm. if we're thinking that plants aren't sentient over something that we know is sentient, like being humans ourselves. Um, and then we bring in like animals and like, it, yeah. are animals sentient? Because I have proof that like humans are like conscious. Yeah. Um, being that I have a consciousness myself, but like, are animals conscious? Are animals able to like really feel pain? Or are they just like expressing like a survival instinct? Then we or, like... delve into the whole mind body yeah. problem. Not like, go you going can't right now. measure
0: consciousness.
1: <laughs> 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 um, and then I'm like, okay, but like, are we actually, pri- like, let's assume worst case, um, like, plants are, you know, dead animals don't have feelings um should we allow those to flourish like over a human population and i think that like we're not necessarily like harming humans actively if we're not creating new ones yeah like humans will live out to their like regular end of their lifespan whatever they'll die there won't be anyone to like actually feel the pain i mm-hmm. guess unless you're like the last person alive um but still that's like really really like small like an exception minority um, but like we aren't actually like harming anyone who can a- who's able to like experience that pain yeah. in order for like plants and perhaps the chance that animals do have feelings are able to flourish instead <laughs> but i think there's always going to be that top predator or top thing that will
2: inflict pain onto like the animals lower than it mm-hmm. so i don't really see why we should all like die off when there's gonna be like a lion who like eats something alive you know what i mean <clears throat> like i know there's probably a difference in like, the structures of how we like abuse animals and the environment and stuff yeah yeah well i think in the end there's still like going to be negative impacts of the next top sentient being right so why should we like i feel like it's kind of selfish in a way but like why should we like die off if something else is just going to take over right? i
0: don't see yeah. it as like a prioritizing, maybe I should, (laughs) but prioritizing like the environment. I see it as more like an empathy for each other. Like let's care for each other and let's stop having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let's, there's like so much suffering in this world. Um, Let's not like play into that anymore. Maybe that's like the kind things to do. Um, And I think I say that more out of love for the human (laughs) race. And like genuine adoration I have for people. Um, and not wanting to have like people have to suffer compared to like a, oh, maybe like plants will rule. <laughs> if that makes sense? I don't know if I'm this is.
2: Yeah, so I think you're putting like suffering over like happiness and stuff, you know what I mean? Because like. Mm-hmm. If you think there's more suffering than happiness, then that means we should end it. But if there's more happy than suffering?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I've been asked this before, sort of, well, what about like the happy life? You're living the happy life. Isn't it great? You don't want to die. No, I do not want to die. Right. Um, I just think that back to the potentiality thing, back to that percentage thing, the potentiality of of so much suffering outweighs any potential happiness, I think, for me and I don't know, sometimes I'm a little conflicted because I think about, you know, beauty only exists when it's being, like, beholden or whatever. Sometimes I think about that, like, I don't know, things that I love most, they only exist because they are be they're able to be experienced by us and, you know, ha- not having kids or telling everybody to stop having kids, would also be sacrificing that. But I think sacrificing, like, getting rid of pain altogether, and just nobody has to experience anything would be preferable.
1: I think that also, I did this debate. Um, Ooh, to, uh, of course. It. <laughs> you probably did it with me. Um, it's based on the ones who walk away from Omelas, I think that's the right one, where it's like, there's like uh-huh. a utopia, everyone's living happy, and there's like a child that's like suffering, but um, like ignoring the child, which is just kind of bad, but just the concept of like, people not feeling pain or suffering at all, I feel like, because like, I don't know, like in debate, you have to like think of all the different like possible arguments that you can make. Yeah. Um, one thing that we came across was that um the idea that like suffering is just as important to the human experience as like joy and like happiness is. Yeah. Um, even disregarding like you can't feel happiness without pain, just like pain is just an experience that is vital to the human like life. But mm-hmm. then also, how are you gonna tell a person that's like deeply in suffering that your suffering is really valid and um you're just experiencing happy things right now and good things right now um if they're like actively in pain and like uh, how are you to tell a person that i feel like there's an element of like the human like what you said before like sympathy to like consider
3: i also think that like from your description of your position from allison's description of their oh (laughs) god to make it clear um i understand it a lot more I think, and I'm able to conceptualize it a lot better, especially because, like, from purely a numbers perspective, like, yeah, we're having way too many kids. Like, every country on earth is just producing so many children, and just, like, the numbers keep on climbing and climbing, and we're already running out of resources, so, like, we're going to run into a problem. We are running into problems, and it's, I think, a lot of people don't view childbirth with the correct weight and responsibility Mm -hmm. that I think it should be entangled with. Um, Especially people who are deeply religious, because a lot of religions just prioritize giving birth to as many babies as possible, and there are like anthropological reasons for that, obviously. But at the end of the day, it is a lot more compassionate and kind, I think, to at least attempt to lower the amount of babies being produced, because... The the majority of those babies are going to experience horrific things and the horror is just going to increase the more babies That are put out and I hope that like has some bearing on this conversation. I don't know. It's just like overpopulation is an issue Could
1: Yeah you have The <laughs> argument, For example, I think you mentioned Allison you mentioned yeah before how like um Isn't like having happiness worth any pain that you have but also like if we're just looking at I don't know if this can be quantified but, like the net amount of happiness that people experience <laughs> in the world if we're having a Like, if there are less babies being made, if there's less people, then there's probably going to be resources. Could you consider that the people who are living are going to be happier than if everyone just, like, majorly suffering because they're all, like, starving and, like, having droughts and stuff? So you'd have a more, like, larger net amount of happiness than Mm -hmm. if you did, if you, like, had all those kids. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's
2: interesting that, like, you kind of put happiness with the amount of resources, which is probably true, right? Like, if you're fucking starving... I mean, if you're, if you're starving. <laughs> you're all good, you can cuss. Okay. Yeah. If you're starving and stuff, you're not going to be happy, I don't think, right? But I think also happiness also probably comes from other places too, other than just the amount of resources you have. But that's yeah. also probably a really privileged way of thinking about it because a lot of people's suffering does come from purely resource. Yeah, problems. so yeah. I'll acknowledge Olivia's
0: comment first, and then I definitely want to talk about the privilege ac- aspect. Um, I think that's an important thing we need to talk about. Um, so, what if we have less kids and there's a lot less people, more resources, more net amount of happiness, not good enough for me. (laughs) Um, I think it would be a very hard choice for me to make, but I still think the present, the percentage still exists. Right. What if they get eaten by a tiger? (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, that one's like a little unrealistic. Um, but I think of all the horrible things humans do to each other and just, can't buy into it. And I think it's totally fine if people want to have kids. Um, if they think I'm literally off my rocker, it's okay. Um, the privilege thing. Is antinatalism a very privileged opinion to have or a belief to hold? I think about um, you can afford to hold this opinion, right? You, you know, I'm in Canada. I can get an abortion if I want to. Is it morally reprehensible for me to have a child because that's what I've been taught
3: you know
2: I think also like on the privileged thing I think it's also like cultural too right yeah like because I know in China everyone was like the one child policy thing yeah uh, people would literally just throw their baby girls in the dumpster because they need like poor families need a son to like take care of them when they're older and stuff yeah right that's like a really privileged perspective that you don't need kids to you know um pay for some of your things or like you know, take care of you when you're older mm-hmm. because a lot of people, they don't have really good retirement funds, they don't have, you know, money saved up just in case, you know, they need to retire early or if they, like, have the hospital bills and stuff like that. So I think children are a large part of, like, just relying on family is a really big part of, um, yeah. privilege and stuff.
0: And for a lot of people, your value is based off of how many kids you can pump out, mm-hmm. right? If you can have kids, right? It, I think it's a privilege to take maybe that for us to be like no like or like I don't I don't I don't think so Like I do not think this but for antinatalists or like hardcore antinatalists to be like that's so morally reprehensible of you um, Yeah
3: Yeah, I also think that there's a tie to education as well and obviously there's like the autonomy aspect mm-hmm. uh, which was already mentioned like I don't know, if I'm, like, a child bride somewhere, I'm not really going to be... Or, like, any bride that doesn't have rights, I'm not really going to be able to be like, yeah, like, you know what, I don't really want kids, because I'm going to have kids, whether I want to or not, um, unless I'm infertile. Um, it, but also, a lot of people don't have access to education, and all they've ever been taught is that you're supposed to pump out babies, and if you don't pump out babies, then you are morally reprehensible, because you're bringing shame on your family, yeah. and you're not fulfilling your duties as, like... A female-born person. Yeah. Um, so I think there's all, a big aspect of antinatalism is like feminist and a lot of antinatalists, at least the ones that I've interacted with, are women who kind of like skew in a very radical opposite direction where they're like, well, fuck you, I don't want any kids then. And it's like mm-hmm. very a re, um, very much like a reactionary thing. Uh, not saying that that's bad, like I support you and your right to do whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, and obviously that's not all antinatalists, but I think antinatalism is, like, a part of antinatalism stems from that, like, very angry rebuttal to that.
1: I (laughs) I feel like there's kind of a possible distinction or a possible argument for a non-distinction to be made here. Um, So I remember, like, the definition that you read earlier, Alison read earlier, of um, antinatalism was talking about, like, how it's not, the belief that it's not, like, morally correct or morally just or something to have a child. And I think that that can be different than... Um, perhaps what a lot of people are making today as to their personal decision as to not have a kid, like, includes all those other, like, factors, like, they, like, don't feel they can support one, they don't feel it'd be, like, good for them, they, like, you know, um, aren't just, like, ready, they don't want to go through, like, the physical, like, burden of having to bear a child, and I think that that is, or it seems, like, intuitively to me kind of different than the moral idea that it is not good to bring a child into this world, um, yeah, that's all I can say.
2: Yeah, I think I agree, like, there's a, it's a really big difference between anti-natalists who are doing it for themselves and for the greater good, I think. Like, there's, there's, I, I kind of think there's a very clear distinction between I personally don't want kids and I think like just in general, right? Yeah. Because I think we've talked about kind of, you know, like, oh, good for the environment. That's not really like a I personally don't want kids type of thing. It's a more of a I'm doing this for the greater good. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like for personal gain, I think. There's, yeah two different, like, very different ideas within um,
3: antinatalism. To kind of, like, expand on what I meant before, I I was getting at that, but I forgot to, like, tack that on at the end. Um, I think, like, the prevalent, like, this is just what I've come across, like, online and stuff, the prevalent idea with, like, feminist antinatalism specifically is the view that it's morally reprehensible to have children because it demeans women down to, like, a silent laborer is, like, the term that's used a lot, or, like, an unpaid laborer where there's this idea that laboring around the house, laboring as like delivering a baby, taking care of it, whatever, is a form of labor in and of itself, but it's not valued by society and you're not paid for it. So there's, some people say that it's slavery. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I
0: would not go that far.
3: (laughs) There's definitely, it's like a bit dramatic, but there's definitely this like overarching view that Mm -hmm. antinatalism is a way to like emancipate oneself from like this patriarchal constraint of like a silent laborer, so yeah.
1: (laughs) we're also comparing like the moral view, sorry, um, and the like personal, like, just like, how is like, what are your situations, like, what is the context of your life? I guess you could see some overlap if we do stakeholders. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So I guess you could categorize it into like the like childbearer themselves, the uh, like actual like potential child, like what is their life going to look like? And also just like everyone else potentially, like how is the world going to be impacted by that child Mm -hmm. being born? How's the world going to impact that child? And so, if we like look at the personal stuff, I think that that's where the distinction comes in between, like the, like the child themselves, like how's it going to affect their life, stuff like that. But then I think where the overlap starts to come in with the moral and like the context-based things is with the child and the overall like world in general. Because like if you like understood that like perhaps you weren't able to support a child or that child wouldn't have a good life if they started existing, it seems kind of so much like also the moral idea that. You don't want to subject another living being to pain, so you're just um ins- gonna ensure that it doesn't exist yeah. in the first place. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> a <beach> stakeholders. <laughs> um
0: to kind of flip things, um, do you think it's a hot take for me to be like a lot more women? Women presenting, or whatever, females. <laughs> Females. Females (laughs) Females. are able to empathize, sympathize, understand my perspective when I say it compared to men. A lot of men think I'm literally off my fucking rocker for saying this. Um, And to me, that's always pointed at the fact that the female experience is so vastly different compared to the male one. That I feel like a lot of times when I'm trying to explain it to men, it's like they... To, they don't really understand what it means to hold the belief as a person who can have a kid as a as a female.
2: I don't know, because I feel like there would be many females who have who already have kids who would be very against antinatalism. Yeah. Right? Like, you know those mothers who are, like, obsessed with their kids. <laughs> it's the only thing that brings them joy. It saves their relationship, apparently. But yeah. I mean, like, I think they would be more against what you say than men, because they don't have that personal motherly love attachment to their kids that men don't really have you
3: know what i mean i think an interesting aspect though is like the social currency that kids bring and i think that's what those women experience is like I, you you mentioned like saving relationships and it's i think in a lot of those situations it's like i have my kid maybe i'm a stay at home mom maybe i don't have a lot of money maybe my husband is really demanding and like rude and like kind of chauvinistic And, like, this kid is kind of, like, a token of what I provide for him and, like, something that I can finally have that isn't his. And I think a lot of, like, especially older women view childbirth that way. Um, But to kind of, like, add on to Allison's point, I definitely think that when I think about having kids, the idea of having a daughter is just so horrific to me. Not because I, like, hate women, but because I'd always be so worried about her and i just, like, cry. Like I don't know like I'm yeah. just so worried and like there's so many horrific things that happen to women or like female presenting people and just like the the process of like growing up and being a teenage girl in general is like really awful. I in just like an existential kind of way. I think the whole
0: mother-daughter relationship
3: there's so yeah. much to like it, unpack it warps, there as well, especially like in a relationship between a mother and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like Obviously I, I don't like hate women. <laughs> but but like from that perspective, just thinking of having a daughter, like I would I don't want a daughter because I think that would just bring me so much pain.
0: I also cannot imagine like I don't know how parents do it, honestly, having a kid, sending them out into the world. Yeah. And just the idea of like seeing the part. Right, and it's like the person I love most in the entire world is hurt. Can't do anything about it. This is something we talked about like last episode with um, Andrea. Just how absolutely horrific that is. Like mm-hmm. I, I do not have that capacity. I think it would tear yeah. me to literally pieces. I would not be able to handle it. Um, and just in addition to that, like I don't, I don't think I'm good enough of a person to have a kid.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, like I. It, it takes a huge amount of self confidence to have a child. I don't have that. Oh my God. Like, I can. Everybody's flawed. Nobody's perfect. I can't imagine raising a kid and passing my own flaws onto them and fuck, I've created what is this? Another me. Um, and they're just as annoying as I am. Oh no. Um, um, and as a person who buys into, was it John Locke's theory of the mind is a blank slate? So, you know, whatever you imprint onto the mind is blah, blah, blah. I yeah tabula rasa um the idea of raising a kid and having that much being able to mold someone having that power mm-hmm. to like shape them is so intimidating and so frightening i can't, could not also really cannot
2: the responsibility. The responsibility? Like, I cannot, yeah. If they turn out fucked up, that's, like, your that's fault. That's, you. Yeah. that's, that's you! That's you, that's all your fault! Right? And, like, it's really obvious when a kid is fucked up because of their parents, mm-hmm. and yeah. you instantly think, like, oh, your mom is a bad person. And you know, I... <laughs> this is... Sorry Which if I'm regurgitating so some stuff from episode three, but I was
0: talking with Andrea about how no kid comes and skate, because no parent is perfect, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's not a horrible... That's not me dogging on parents. Of course nobody's perfect, but... No kid comes unscathed, right? Every kid gets problems. Every kid has inevitably will have like parental parental issues or whatnot, and yeah,
2: yeah. Why does every single kid have like bad not bad parents, <laughs> but like just parent issues? If parents are like supposed to be the most like caring, So just like, people. They're really yeah. just people. <laughs>
3: I think it's also just, like, the growing pains of being a teenager, and, like, yeah. the amount of power that you're able to inflict on your kid when they become, like, a, like an actual person and not just, like, a dumb little baby Yeah, really changes, and, yeah, it's really bad between daughters and moms. It's just There's a lot of, like, being a woman. <laughs>
2: I love that. Strange, like, <laughs> relationship things that are reflected from, like, society, how society views women, and, like. Relationships between mothers and daughters, like moms who see the daughters as like competition. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: so weird. Yeah. Like, we can talk about that. Like
3: moms, yeah. yeah. And like the whole idea of like your daughter steals your beauty, and it's like having a daughter makes you more ugly because like in your womb, she like steals your youth. That's like a full thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, it multiple is. women have said this to me. Yeah. Like, oh, just wait until you have a daughter. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that she took everything from you. And I'm like, like, that is... Like, resenting your daughter, but at the
0: same time, (laughs) Mm -hmm. your whole value as a woman is based off having a child. It's expected of you to have a child. If you're not... Because that's a big part of being a woman. We talked about this in episode three again. (laughs) Whatever. Um, You guys get it. Um, Being a woman is about being sacrificial, Mm -hmm. right? That's what... A a lot of times, that's what your beauty is derived from. They want to see you sacrifice yourself for others for men sometimes right i want to see a woman at my feet trying to fix me trying to change yeah. me i want her to give up her life for me and for a child i think this also plays into it it's it's like a linked thing uh for for like women give it, like having a child is horrifying mm-hmm. first of all oh my god having a child is it's horrifying sacrificing anymore. your body potentially sacrificing your life mm-hmm. um But at the same time, that's, like, required of you. It's, like, a whole backwards thing because then you have a child and then you're mom and suddenly that's not attractive, Mm -hmm. question mark. Like, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think there's a whole thing to be said about just, like, living as, like, a woman. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, like, mothers who put their sons on pedestals and stuff like that. There's this whole, like... Dynamics that all stem from a lot of internalized misogyny from others, I feel like, or just misogyny in general, like uh, from <laughs> externalized like, <yeah>. misogyny. <laughs> externalized too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know.
0: It's. I think it's like a thing that gets like passed down. You know, mm-hmm. like it, like it's a an effect of the system. I guess I would say, it just keeps going round and round and round and round, <laughs> You're getting nowhere.
3: Yeah. And I think that's why so many people are threatened, like, especially older people who, like, have been just, like, shoved into the system and, like, learn how to work within it. I think that's why so many people are threatened by, like, new discussions of gender and, like, how we perceive gender and how people express gender. Because in a truly genderless society or a society that doesn't place such strict gender roles on its inhabitants why would you have a child? And, like, that's a whole other question. Like, if it's not, if there isn't that social obligation, if you're not programmed to want to have a child from birth as a little girl mm-hmm. and you're not told over and over again that if you don't have a child, you're selfish and you're worthless and your parents are going to be disappointed in you, then why would you ever want to endure that? And, like, some people will be like, oh, yeah, I love my children. the best things ever. And, like, I'm very happy for them and I'm glad that they found that happiness. But I think a big aspect of childbirth in general is just, like, the social conditioning aspect of it.
2: So you think without social conditioning we wouldn't have to, like we wouldn't want to have kids?
3: Of course, yeah. I think like very few people would have kids if we weren't conditioned to want kids and we had access to abortion, birth control and like all that other stuff.
2: I don't know cuz I feel like because this is where education comes in, right? But there's like a primal urge to like fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> your hormones, Ew. Right? Like it's. But that's what Victoria's saying. We, if we, with if, we if we have, if we have access to birth yeah. control, contraceptives. Yeah, but I think there's also like inside, like most people, right? Like yeah, yeah. That they, they want to have kids because like it feels like also another question, like fulfilling their duty to society. Yeah. Like they d- People see women, right? It is obviously not right as. Like just baby makers who are, will continue the human race. Yeah. But right. But like, is it then unethical to not continue the human race? Because like, it's one. It's a human race.
1: <laughs> Here is where my circular thinking comes into place, and yep. this is going to be a very confusing train of thought. Let's hear. It, let's hear. It. Okay. Um. We start off with this idea of, like, are we uh, like? Is it that we have like the free will and autonomy, or not just like mindless creatures like yep. going around like? fucking yeah (laughs) but yeah like we're able to choose like whether or not it is good to have children and the first thing comes into mind is is this selfish because are we not fulfilling our duty to like society or like to continue the human race and then it's also is it unselfish because we are considering how to fulfill our duty to human race by not having a child we think that's going to be better. For the world in general but also that's discontinuing the human rights mm-hmm. and also why does this like responsibility to continue a species like should that be like a responsibility i
0: think all? that's so weird
1: yeah when people are like oh you're gonna end
0: your bloodline like and like, yeah like, like, what does that mean like, it it's means like, nothing yeah. Into yeah
1: every like animal right you want to reproduce well we learned about it in Bai. you do everything to like reproduce <laughs> continue on your species whatever yeah but like is there like reasoning behind like is it like better for like life? Are you hurting someone
3: by not continuing your theses? Um I, I think, think so. that, oh sorry, oh okay. <laughs> I think that like, so like two little things. I think first like no animal like does the deed and it's just like, oh I hope I get babies out of this. They're just like do it and then they move on. If they get pregnant, they get pregnant. Like they don't, I don't think they ever think like I'm continuing on the squirrel race. Because like, they, they don't like understand <laughs> yeah. that. But since we have the ability to understand, like, the processes of pregnancy and also the ability to opt out of that, I think that we're completely exempt from that question of, like, we, sh- we inherently want to continue on our race because there's nothing inherent about wanting to have a, a kid. There's just something inherent about the urge to, like, okay. endure the process that creates that kid. Um, <laughs> doing everything well, except for saying thank you, Thank you. Guys. Um, <laughs> <smash>. <laughs> but wait, I was going to say another thing and I forgot. Come back to me.
2: Yeah, right. I think you said like oh like all animals need to have wait no the only reason we see animals is because they did have sex right and yeah. I think I don't think it's the other way around like. Animals don't have. <laughs> I'm getting a little lost here, Joy. I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if I would call it that.
3: <laughs> I remember what I was gonna say, but, it just, it just <laughs> gonna say, but how yeah, did. yeah. Here, I can ramble. in yeah, the I ramble. ramble in yeah. I yeah. think it's like kind of a fa- okay. I don't want to like go crazy here, but it's kind of like a fascist sentiment to be like, we must continue on the human <laughs> race, yeah. because like everybody I've heard who's really like who really goes ham about like we gotta have kids, guys is, like, a fascist, and I don't know how to sugarcoat Like, it's, like, it's, like, very concerning, actually. Yeah. Because whenever I hear that sentiment, that's more than just, like, oh, I want my bloodline to carry on. I think that's pretty normal. But when you're, like, our country is being weakened because of these fucking transgender people, I don't know, or, like, these damn feminists who, like, don't want to (laughs) have kids, and um, we're being weak because of that, and we're going to be taken over by a stronger country, and, like, our race is the superior race, and we're not going to live on. Like all of these sentiments are pretty inherently intertwined i think with like our modern conversations surrounding chastity.
0: so let me ask that makes <laughs> me think we just talked about um you know like wanting to have kids isn't like a primal thing we just want to bang each other <laughs> <laughs> i guess um then where does this come from this this human this i think very human thing mm. to be like Continue the human voice. <laughs> like, do you think this comes from like the effect of being in a society and like I don't know those in power wanting to continue their power, so like pushing out that notion of like, oh, like have kids and like be a soldier and sacrifice yourself for your country. And I
1: mean, isn't a lot of it just like I don't know, like just like in- as you said, the <laughs> inherent desire to like. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. <God>. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, and then also just like, I don't guess, like simply just like natural selection, like people who didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> just like, are not oh. here today.
2: And like the people who didn't want to. No, but that's, <laughs> that's different from genetics, right? That only works in genetics. Like, oh, people with red hair suddenly decided they all didn't want to fuck. Then red hairs are removed from society because they didn't reproduce. But a mindset or like. A certain ideology isn't really genetically passed down. So. No, but
1: like without the ideology, like if we're just consider like considering us like internal, just like biological mm-hmm. desire, like there are certain things that make like like hormones that make you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and like joy. <laughs> make it like an enjoyable experience, and I think that the people who did have those hormones yeah. and biological qualities. To- <laughs> 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 we're able to like pass them on just like at a biological level but like I that's think good, yeah, yeah that's a good the, point actually the societal, ideological
3: that one i do find interesting like, oh, oh sorry you ego no you contribute actually so much. the whole loyal
0: this is like another topic <laughs> but i don't i think it's totally fine if we like mm-hmm. switch things up the whole loyalty to your nation things weirds me out mm-hmm.
3: there's a big racial element to that too though yeah. i think like Definitely the people who are like. Oh my God, guys!
0: Tightness <laughs> looseness theory. Yeah. Oh my God. Really we <laughs> gotta get Phillips on here. <laughs> <laughs> we come full circle. <laughs> Literally, I, I think about this every day of this. my life. I me think, too. I think <laughs> 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 tightness looseness theory has affected me in no <laughs> yeah. way.
3: Look, it, <laughs> it has irrevocably changed yeah. my. Yeah. Can we my for, my for the um. T-
0: Listeners, is <laughs> anybody listening to this? Um, for the listeners, let's tell them what tightness mm. this is going to be. I have
3: I have a definition that I used for my world history essay. Oh my god, and I'm Amazing pulling Victoria. it the fuck up.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I know, those, those are my UCC friends. Oh. <laughs> people walking past.
3: <laughs> no, but they're nice people.
0: <laughs> um, this is another philosophical discussion.
3: But yeah, like I think it's just just to talk quickly. I think it there's definitely a racial element of like need to, like, just from what I've heard, like, we need to carry on the white race, or, like, the other people... I don't want to, like, actually be racist on the yeah. These are not my beliefs. not my whatsoever. But, like, <laughs> it's, like, the, the other... Especially, Disclaimer, like, Victoria, <laughs> not racist. Not, just, like, not racist. I think, like, a lot of people are like, China's getting, getting really strong. They're all, like, a lot of them are moving over here, and if we, as white people, don't, like, make a lot of white babies, we're going to become China 2.0. I hear this sentiment a lot. This is... And yeah, racism. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's like it doesn't mean anything. Like it it's means nothing. It's weird, cause
0: nothing. like weird the like <laughs> what is this born out of darkness loses theory? Mm. Um, uh, um, I it. it makes me think of in um, in SAP. I did like I did gun control as like one of my topics, um, and I also did that like in American history, and just sort of like seeing the beliefs that like a lot of domestic terrorists have that are literally, like, we need to, like, literally, like, kill black people, kill Asian people, because
3: we need to, like, further the white race. Yeah. It's like, what like, the that hell? that means nothing. What <laughs> is, like, why? So okay, stupid. do you want to do the tightness sure, yes. of explanation? Sure, I have a whole little paragraph about it. The tightness-looseness theory is a cultural framework which seeks to quantify the dichotomy of indiv- individualistic and collectivist thought. The arbiters of this theory, Michelle Gelfond and Jesse Harrington, shout out to them, they're really cool, yeah. suggest that, all, that, quote, all groups have social norms but some are tighter, with strict rules and punishments for deviance, whereas others are looser, with weaker rules and more tolerance for deviance. Specifically, tight states are defined by quote higher levels of social stability, including lower drug and alcohol use, lower rates of homelessness, and lower lower social disorganization. However, tight states also have higher incarceration rates, greater discrimination and inequality, lower creativity, and lower happiness relative to loose states. And then, if you flip that on its head, you just get the same thing for what like a loose state would be versus a tight state.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that sort of is born <laughs> out of like some societies. Mm-hmm. they need to be tight because yeah. <laughs> they need to be tight <laughs> uh, <laughs> they gotta be tight <laughs> they have to be <laughs> like especially oh oh yeah Joy, Joy has to slip out guys um Bye. Yeah, Joy, bro Joy's slipping out <laughs> okay. so it's just Victoria, Joy and no Victoria, Olivia and I sorry Olivia oh god I'm the racist don't <laughs> know. Um,
3: We can't say this oh. on air. Oh, yeah.
0: Don't say where you work. We're going to dox don't you. Don't dox. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. We'll be there and we will. We will cause oh, They're whispering. They're whispering. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay.
0: Um, okay. And, okay. So these tight states, it's necessary for them to be tight because often it's like it's out of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, we That's talked okay. about in class that this is like a very important aspect of it. That. Um, in a lot of these cases, you know, it's like climate threats, you know, like maybe they have mm-hmm. a lot of earthquakes or maybe there's a lot of people in the area that like want to kill them, like whatever. Maybe there's like tigers, tigers, <laughs> again. there's tigers everywhere. <laughs> um, so it's necessary for them to be strict about rules um, to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Whereas loose states, often the case is that there's not a lot of climate threats. They can, they can afford to be a loose, a loose community.
3: Yeah, and I think like to quote Michelle and Je- wait, wait what was his name? Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, they found that the the tighter nations that they studied had historic levels of disease prevalence, natural disasters, invasions, and resource scares- scarcity. Thus through times of hardship, rigid and dictatorial regimes such as fascism are alluring due to an emphasis on collective strength and national rebirth.
0: The thing is, I think about America, right? Which I often America. America! <laughs> um America is notoriously so fucking American. <laughs> like yeah. just so proud of themselves. And this is a big thing we talk about in American history. It's like what is I'm it?
2: Pardon? Like my essay on this. Like,
0: oh yeah. American exceptionalism. Is that what it's called mm-hmm. yeah, just once my... the hero. Once the hero. Acceptance. Oh my god. I'm Damn. I got to talk about such a good title, my I'm American why. history um yeah. final was so fun. That was one of my favorite things I've ever written. Um, back on topic. I um,
3: times I um, you, saw um when
1: you saw
0: a
3: couple. <laughs> Pardon? You saw a couple of times during which she cried. Oh yeah. She has a tendency to mumble things and then not yes. just say what she means. <laughs> like. She just like goes quiet and will not tell you what she said. Yeah, so. we'll never know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I think just learning
0: about America will do that to you. <clears throat> it does it to <clears throat> me too. Um, back on topic. Um, I think it's so interesting because America is so so proud of themselves like really i it's it's like no other Mm-mm. america like really like the i could study america for years and i'm just it's so interesting there's their entire society but like we talk about we were talking about like tightness lucis theory so in theory i guess they're pretty tight right mm-hmm. they have crazy incarceration rights right they um they but it's weird because they're also like very individualist. We're mm. not a collective I think the
1: social norm that is very tight yeah. is that there should be looseness or something. Yeah, I it's think it's like a weird paradox. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: that's interesting. And then I wonder uh, where that came from. Is America like n- notoriously like a place that's like faced climate issues? No, or like or if you think about like origins, like Europe, that's is where they that came in from.
3: History, if look at. It? Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that the U.S. is just like the most powerful country in the world. Like they do like hold hegemony over like everyone else yeah. so I think part of it is maybe just like self-pride but I also think that another part of it is the fact that it's so it's like so like geographically large and like very yeah. diverse in the people who live in different states to the point when uh, a common national identity and national story that everyone can invest themselves in is like is required to keep the country I think together and to mm-hmm. keep them from just falling apart but I, yeah there are times when it changes
1: i did like kind of include <laughs> this in my essay and it's sort of scratching the surface but the idea that like with the american like people like the people in power like those who are like really privileged are using this idea and they're like keep on like building this idea mm-hmm. of uh, exceptionalism and, like spruing it in people so that they're able to achieve their like own agendas call it to this yeah. in Woo! Yes, was
2: american war
1: 1998 <laughs> i'm like sure,
3: sorry. Yeah, I think they're interesting, but I also think that, like, an interesting part, I said interesting twice, uh, (laughs) an, an... I don't know, I can't think of another an- synonym. An interesting part of this discussion Intrieving. an intriguing part of this discussion is like the very hardline right wing activism that's currently disseminating from America right now. Yeah. From the US. Let's talk about that, sure. Yeah. And like it didn't even start with Trump. It to I, I wrote an essay about this <laughs> It's been rolling. boiling. Yeah, it's been boiling for a while. But like the modern alt-right movement started shortly after Obama's election as like a racist backlash against yeah. his position in power. And it's only grown with time. And people like Richard Spencer, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Jordan Peterson, like even Ben Shapiro, like yeah. all these people have made their entire careers off of profiting from and furthering divides in the American people in terms of like how they think about culture and whether they should be tight or loose is like a big divide between like liberal and conservative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just like I don't know. It's just very strange. It's a strange time, but it's definitely like skewing very far to the right.
0: Yeah, it. I think it was largely this has been put to like a hyper level, I mm-hmm. guess, because of technology and just the emergence of insane echo chambers. Yeah. Right before, if let's say you lean super right wing, you'd have to find people in your area. You got to talk around with your friends. You know, um, that's like the, mm-hmm. the like as we were talking about before. That's like the extent of your like conception of who lives around you. Yeah. Now you have access to everything all at once and especially because of What's it called? They program it to you when you go on like oh, Algorithms? Because of algorithms, right? You are just surrounded. Good job guys. You guys are just <laughs> We're just surrounded by like our same opinions because we can agree with them or or they give us like the very opposite of our opinion so that we can react to it and Mm -hmm. you know and like
3: be mad be Mm -hmm. mad about it
0: because you know the internet like rewards that or the algorithm rewards that it's you know it's gotten a lot more dangerous and a lot more intense
3: i think Mm -hmm. and i think like the the presence of that danger at all no matter what it does is it encourages people to to tighten up, up guys to become more tight with one another because like there there is a threat like there's this constant threat that the internet provides like thousands, millions of threats that we could be looking at, and I guess this ties back to the beginning of our conversation, with antinatalism in general. Like, we just have access to every bad thing that's ever happened, and people are going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Come full circle.
0: I think, like, America, like, specifically, is just so... It's so weird. Like, I can't... Mm-hmm capitalism mm-hmm. oh my god i have a, i can have a like whole discussion about that
3: i think it's. Just that was
0: my american history essay about <laughs> how we need to redefine the entire system and re- de- recontextualize it thank you audrey lord um, yeah oh my god cool. she That's shaped so my fun. entire worldview um but just everything under the system fuck capitalism fuck our current system i think we need a complete upheaval of it anarchy Well, maybe not anarchy in the streets. That might be a little bit too much me and God. I don't know what the news of someone would look like. I have no idea. I'm just not very happy with our current one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that frog in the window.
3: (laughs) Is there a frog? What? It's It's like, it's not a real frog. It's like a stuffed frog. It's the EK frog. It was chilling on the grade 11 locker floor for like a good year. Oh my god, it was. I would just
0: like kick it around sometimes when I saw it on the floor. I
3: just stomp on it (laughs) when I felt the urge. We should take it. We I, should steal yeah. it back. I we should. Frog alone. <laughs> you guys want to Fucking, steal it back after? This? Which classroom is it in?
0: Um, it's the math classroom. Can I wish we, we could just
3: fly there. Can, can we, we can go, go steal it back swim. after? Let's go steal it back. Yeah, after. let's do it. Okay. We should just steal it entirely. Just like take it home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's <laughs> bring it to the GCR. Let's mm-hmm. discuss
3: the philosophy of thievery. Mhm. It's good. As long as no one's around to catch you what
0: if a tree falls in a forest yeah (laughs) nobody saw you steal did you really steal
3: exactly nobody saw you pull the lever did you (laughs) actually pull it (laughs) well i guess the people in the trolley saw you but then you'd have to kill them afterwards to like to to keep them silent so then you'd just kill everyone or What? what, what is the trolley problem if you don't pull the lever then you kill the guy no no no, if you oh no no there's no one in the trolley nobody in the (laughs) trolley sometimes we talk about that's like
0: that's like usually a condition the Mm -hmm. original trolley problem is like five people on the track so you can switch it to kill Mm -hmm. one
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i got some crazy trolley problem memes on the website Mm. (laughs) they're so funny
1: relating it back to philosophy (laughs) yeah not really yeah but just the idea of if you can do something that's morally right are you not only justified in doing it, but also obligated to do it?
0: Um, I think it's really dangerous for me to give like, an, like a yes or a no. I think case by case basis, mm-hmm. you know, that as, as is for everything, depends on the context.
3: I mean, I um, like to think that we're not obligated to do anything, but at the same time, like, we don't... I think the only time in which that precedent would be universally distributed is so if we had... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you literally you know I use the maximum really smart. <laughs> 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 I use the maximum amount of words that I possibly can at all times. It's like literally a mental illness. So um, but I think the only time in which that would actually be applicable is if we didn't have empathy. I think we would only yeah. really be able to access free will in a world in which none of us do you us guys think we're free agents we are not free agents i don't think we're free agents either we hold into our instincts into our emotions and that, to our deep-rooted empathy everything uh. is going to
1: lead to something else even if i'm like i just clopped right there i thought that it was free it was because all the factors led up to me clobbing
0: mm-hmm. like, yeah tabula rosa i love you john yeah. Locke.
1: <laughs> yeah. this also goes into consciousness behind Oh my god! Favorite topic. I can always bring it back. to Oh my god! We should do an episode um, on that.
0: Um, for my listeners who don't know, I'm super super cool, and I, <laughs> I did, I did a philosophy of mind, um, course. Oh, cool.
3: Um,
0: which was super sick. I think that would be super cool if we did an episode on that. We definitely could. Can I just um, like
3: hang out in the corner. I don't really have anything to contribute, but like, I yeah, you could
0: you could pitch in yeah. whenever you want. I philosophy <laughs> of mind is like super broad, though. You know, we could choose. We could like focus in on like a specific theory. We could do like dualism or something. We could do like. Oh, can't do machine functionalism again I did that for my grade 10 final philosophy project and I don't think I've had a bigger regret in my life <laughs> biggest one <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> anyways
1: bring you back to free will it's yeah. like if I have a conscious sentient being that's not affected should I not be able to like make my own free decisions and then like change it in my mind that's like not being affected by like someone stabbed me so now I gotta like you know jerk I'm or, confused like, run away or whatever it's you, okay it's can confusing. you give me an example <laughs>
4: anyways
2: <laughs> no, no, no,
1: uh, no, 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 no 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 no
3: God. what is the point of talking if you're just gonna like not elaborate i'm gonna keep elaborating
2: okay
0: going, you're okay.
1: gonna see you're gonna see the you better fuck, it alone, yes. right, bitch? fuck
3: you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully oh. anyways so like
1: this idea that we have our own consciousness like brain making decisions as to what we want to do at any point just like for you will right but i don't think that our consciousness is tied enough to our physical self or if it is tied enough to our Wait, okay, wait oh shit Shit, it's coming back to debate. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> two situations. It's either tied to our physical self or not, or it's like, not. And it's also just like, it's not like a one or the other. You can make it like a spectrum and there's like Yeah, because we genuinely have way. zero
0: fucking idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: so like, let's consider the possibility that it is not tied to our physical body. I don't think we'd be able to make, like, have enough control over our physical self then, considering that we're having like, yeah. you know, if someone stabs me, I'm gonna like, mm-hmm. you know, like instinctively run away. So I don't think I'd be have, able to have enough decision over that. So maybe we do have free will, but only in our own thoughts other things Ooh, let's consider like that, that it's not like it, it is very 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 much tied to our physical body sure which i feel like i kind of like am leaning more towards like it's very much tied towards like our biological instincts like how our brain is wired like the electrical science like neuroscience-y whatnot yeah. is like affecting the way that our consciousness works in that case i think that, that is still definitely applied like by all the like it is still definitely affected by all the things that you know like everything's like blank slate i forget the word um but like tabula every- rasa yeah um, everything is like creating or is gonna like all those factors like determining what the consciousness is going to like think and some of that case it's still like not very well
0: yeah like
1: i did i did elaborate right? that was
0: good that was good <laughs> yeah that was good i yeah i i said this before but i wholly buy into like the tabula rasa thing you know i think let's say you have a child two children, and they experience the exact same things, and I'm saying down to the molecule, I feel okay? i have
1: definitely done this unethical experiment before.
0: <laughs> if they experience the exact same thing, like time to like the millisecond, everything is the same, except for one of them, when they're like three, you clap in their face or something, or literally anything. I think that would change their personalities drastically. I think everything just, we cannot measure the butterfly effect. Everything leads to another, and everything is just so interconnected. We'll literally never know. Um, and because of that, I just think, No free will, but, you know, like, this is the point where I'm just kind of like, and? (laughs) Like, I'm always going to experience my life as a moral agent. I'm always going to be living my life under the potential illusion that I have free will that takes priority over any argument that I might not have it, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: right? Yeah, Unless you, like, really want to believe you have no free will which is just like why then, would you do like, that
3: to yourself been, like what are you yeah like what are you doing in that situation like you would still um, live your life exactly the same cuz like, even unless if you, you chose just kill to yourself do, like,
1: random spontaneous things it would still yeah. be because of like the cause and effect of like you came to like all that your life Okay but connected. let's
0: say there is no free will and you believe that um, i guess you could just do random shit but why would you just do that to yourself why mm-hmm.
1: what's the point why it yeah.
0: wouldn't be more fun maybe it would but then you'd get like locked up or something <laughs> I
3: don't know yeah I don't know, the way that I've always seen it is just kind of like we're programmed with certain like I've just always thought of people as like robots, but like flesh and blood and we die. I guess robots die. I too. But <laughs> well wow, you've really done a debate on that
2: Truly, truly.
3: It has covered every single topic. Um, but I think like <clears throat> we're programmed from birth to have certain instincts to react like we're programmed with like fucking mental illnesses and stuff yeah it's like my dad has ADHD I have ADHD my grandpa has uh, autism I have autism like very strange yeah it's very strange yeah but like we're, we're just like kind of programmed to do that and even though we have we're, we're born as some sort of tabula rasa with all of that just embedded within us it it takes so much precedent that I don't think free will could ever stem from a being that was preceded with things of that nature
0: yeah. I mean, they both play into it. It's like the biological <laughs> things. And then also the fact that if you are an amalgamation of just literally everything that's ever happened to you, uh, you know, big um, word. Yeah. amalgamation.
3: Yeah, I like that
0: one. I, just, I, I like, like that one.
3: Sounds nice. It's fun. Do you guys
0: have like favorite words?
3: Yes, I love the word esoteric.
0: That's a good one. Whoa. I love the
3: word tem- temerarius. I like I isosceles, like, like the triangle. Mm-hmm. Isosceles, it sounds sharp in my It sounds like a scissor. Yeah. It sounds sharp in my I like mouth crisp.
1: Isosceles. Crisp. 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 is a word, but I like the name Penelope. I feel like mm-hmm. it was Penelope is a good
0: Leslie. name. I like, I like crisp because, meat. because it moves meal. from the back of your mouth to the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crisp. I like crisp. Crisp.
3: I feel like it, I it feels can make crisp. You guys know. Crisp. crisp.
0: Crisp. You don't deserve the P. <laughs> you don't deserve <laughs> the P. Um... <laughs> That's why we learn, learn in choir, you have to like enunciate your- Enunciate mm-hmm. is another one. I like a the word enunciate. Yeah, I like enunciate.
3: I like, I the, like the word meal. Enough. Just like, it makes me feel hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I want to eat. Yeah. It's like munch. No, I'm just thinking these words. I'm really <laughs> hungry
1: right now. Mealworms?
0: Yeah. Mealworms are so interesting. I
1: mm-hmm. ate
0: one once. Imagine like, your entire just like life just beginning. being- because you are a meal.
1: Yeah. It's
3: crazy. If you are a meal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're a <stiff.
1: laughs>
0: um we can cut it early or we can just keep going yeah. if you want
1: i can talk about anything i have so many yeah. words in my head and they all need to come out you sure part
0: out. pick a topic any
1: pick no, a topic I'm right now gonna, no i'm gonna go on my phone. Olivia, i'm gonna go topic. A, a random yeah. topic yeah. generator
3: oh my God, we should do a debate topic and literally like a an debate topic debate. is like
1: good for like philosophy because it's like you gotta like consider that Oh, what I've talked about things. pretty much in
0: every episode, so I think we could do this. Actually, put your phone away. Guess what? I just dropped the topic. topic generator? No, Thanks. I have a better one.
3: Kids are literally so useless these days. <laughs> no <Random laughs> or a generator. You
0: can't even think of a topic by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing.
3: Your parents must be so disappointed
1: in you. No, that. I'm letting chance decide my fate. <laughs> <laughs> I should give algorithm, but, like, whatever. But
3: it does chance exist? Do we live in a deterministic universe?
1: No, I have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be so scared of sand. <laughs> Fuck you and in so your food. sand. <laughs> Shut up. But
3: I watched It's amazing,
1: amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, the sand, oh, sand guys. Sand no. Guy. no! And that's why I was scared of sand, because I saw it. Oh, my God, I you know my earliest like memory? A brick and I watched it on the TV. My,
0: literally, the earliest memory I have, maybe not I have, but, like, at Havergal is me and you playing at the sandbox.
1: Oh, that's so nice. My earliest memory is... Wasn't with you. Um, wow. You freak! <laughs> you freak! Fucking um, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was playing a little dollhouse. Anyways. You're so watch- fake! Knew- You're so fake! I do have early memories of you. Um, oh No, don't say that. <laughs> don't
0: say that. I don't want to be perceived. Are you kidding me? That's so freaky. <laughs>
1: Anyways. Um, yeah, I watched Spider-Man 2 and it was a sand guy and I was always, like, really scared of, like, getting the sand in my,
3: like, DNA and then trying to get to sand. <laughs> Did you know that, like, 80% of that movie's budget went to that sequence of, like, him transforming into sand? That oh, makes like, sense. Fun fact. That yeah. movie was really really... really bad anyway (laughs) amazing Um, hot takes what was your
0: (laughs) so my actual topic that's like relevant to this podcast um just philosophy the philosophy field as a whole and the trouble that a lot of people face taking philosophy and struggling with where do the real life applications come in um which is something i've been asked so much like every time i'm like oh my god yeah, I kind of want to pursue philosophy into higher education. They're like, you freak. Like, what are you going to do with that? What, are you going to be a philosophy major? <laughs> For the record, no. I am not. At most, a minor. <laughs> um, you're a minor. <laughs> I am a minor. Good catch.
3: I <laughs> And you're also didn't a mentally notice. ill. Literally mentally ill and a
0: minor. <laughs> Fuck, double whammy. <laughs> I'm a mentally ill minor. Guys, I hate it here. I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people struggle with, like, when am I ever going to use philosophy? But for me, personally, philosophy taught me more about anything than literally any other course ever. Um, it taught me how to think, how to look into myself. And most of all, it gave me... Like, encourage, it encouraged me to question myself, my own beliefs. And through that, I was able to gain certain certainty in who I am. And I think that knowledge of who I am um, and what I want in this world is more valuable than literally anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like philosophy is, like, one of those, like, like, you wouldn't think it's, like, because it seems to, like, higher up and, like, I don't know how to say this, like, higher level of, like, thinking. There's, like, up there. And It's, like, what do you do with it? But I feel it, like yeah. it's one of the more, like, applicable, like, courses. Because, like, I don't know, like, you always think, We were like, just
0: talking about this. Like, I... Last year, um, I didn't take philosophy last year because it's a grade 12 course, I want to taking a grade 12. I had the privilege of sitting in on one conversation, right, just because I was just there to fill a seat. Um, and I had to do a reading for it. And that, that singular reading formed the basis of my SAP final, my American history final, my English final. I, the, the moment after I read that piece that we were given for that discussion, I went and bought the book that uh, the writer had wrote. Um, like I just think about that, right? Like, I can't believe, like, no offense to all my other teachers, love you guys, very, you guys taught me a lot, but also philosophy, that one blew my fucking mind. It reshaped my entire worldview. I have not stopped thinking about it since, and I don't know, I think like that to me was more valuable than literally anything i mean mm-hmm. this
1: philosophy is like it's the art of thinking and like what is more like what is most inherent to us like and what are we like reduced to mm-hmm. if we like strip everything away but the ability to like think
0: I, yeah cool. it's a lot about how to think and what questions we should be asking the world and i feel like without that we're pretty lost
1: mm-hmm. also just like, i was like in math today i love math it's fun
2: Ew, literally okay. disgusting and Anyways, h- horrified
1: um, by you. I like math, but, like, I was, like, sitting there today and we were, like, talking about, like, how to, like, I don't know, just all the numbers and you throw out all the complicated numbers and all the fancy systems and, like, with, like, the graphing and stuff, and it's, like, where do you actually, like, use this? And, like, yeah, you, like, use it in, like, a job or something yeah. to, to figure out stuff, but, like, like, how, like, like... Really how Yeah, it's weird it to
0: me because so many people come to me and they're like, you're taking philosophy? Like, that's so theoretical. And, like, I don't know, it's like there's this impression that math is so much more tangible mm-hmm. and math is so much more real. That seems so backwards to me. Math fucking is not real, yeah. okay? I'm sorry. Putting it out there, none of that shit exists to me, okay? Yeah. Really, it's, like, just numbers and, like, weird mm-hmm. formulas. They don't mean anything to me. The human condition, what it means to be human, are human relationships. I think that is, like, more real than anything right i think that is more important than anything and then it's like math i used to i used to love math it was so easy i thought it was like i i wanted to do math i wanted to be a programmer hmm, for a while i wanted to be in my don't <laughs> laugh <at> me <laughs> um i did want to be a programmer i can't believe i'm putting that out into the world that is like <laughs> so embarrassing um i wanted to be a marine biologist which oh me too so many people wanted Literally, to, be, what is that?
3: and it's like, I have a theory that everybody who wanted to be, marine I don't know if being a marine biologist changed everybody to be, like, a certain type of person, yeah. or if a certain type of person gravitates towards marine biology, yeah. but there is something wrong here. There is something. There is something very I, wrong. The I, same the same place I, the
1: same time,
3: the same place
0: I took the philosophy course, I took a marine biology course, and it was great. I really wanted to be a marine biologist, but then it was, like, chemistry and, like, biology yeah. and math, and then I... Did the philosophy and i was like this feels so much more real
3: yeah like i've never i've i've never been good at math because i've just never like been able to connect with it because i've never thought that it's real if that makes sense like <laughs> yeah. i've never been able to like look at math as a concrete thing it's always been it's always felt useless to me and i know that's it's not actually useless it's very important but, uh, and I don't want to like dog on math or anything, but like just from my conception of the universe, philosophy is so much easier for me to understand yeah. and like philosophical concepts click so quickly in my brain. Whereas literally a basic math concept, it- it'll just never pass. It'll yeah. like, I will never understand. Yeah. It. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Olivia just
0: opened her mouth <laughs> and gaped at me. <laughs> just, just that. Just that. Um.
3: That means enough. No words were required.
0: Yeah. Just the open mouth. <laughs>
3: just an open mouth. Breath. But maybe the marine biology thing. Marine biology we're, thing is. And so it's like it's not actually marine biologists, it's people who wanted to be a marine biologist in their youth and then decided against it. I
0: just talked about you know mm-hmm. I right, can I <laughs> Can I expose her? Miss Krodz. Yeah, Miss Krodz. I, I
3: talked to her about marine biology, too. Yeah,
0: she was like, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and then I became a teacher, and I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, you're just like me. Yeah, it's like it's people so who are interested
3: in the same things all wanted to be a marine biologist and then did not. And it's that. weird because I feel like
0: we all sort of had the same energy yeah. somewhere.
3: It's like coming from <sighs> the same place.
0: <sighs> There's something to unpack here. Very strange. It's very odd. Yeah.
3: And marine biology,
0: unironically, is so fun. Mm. And also, I think... Did you Do that boat trip. Boat trip? There were multiple trips. It was almost like maybe once every two or three days we would go to a different. Wait, where is
3: this? That sounds so cool. it was
0: um, Cty. It was like Center for Talented Youth. Did it's have so a or, like, pretentious. They
3: like, lived
0: on a boat for like three years. Three years no, three no, three <laughs> days. we. I did not live on a boat <laughs> for three years. That would be crazy. <laughs>
3: that sounds like that a philosophical crazy. like experiment in itself. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Um. No. Um. We went to the bay like every two or three days, and so we went and like, fish. Not Chesapeake fish.
3: Chesapeake
0: Bay. <laughs> yeah, we did go to Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, you do know. Oh, oh my Bernie god.
3: That's Hamilton song. Yeah, that's what yeah.
0: I said. Oh my god. Um, what's I going to say? Uh, um,
1: <laughs> but do it well, <laughs> Even
0: under the... I don't know. Even I feel like philosophy could be applied to like marine biology if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I could apply philosophy to everything. Yeah. Math? No. <laughs> Math?
1: No way. I can mathematicize philosophy.
0: Do it for me right now. How do
1: you quantify the mind? You can. have you had one mind plus two minds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you have three minds. Or do I have
2: none?
0: You have like one, you have like half of a mind because of that little <laughs> hole in your
3: skull. <laughs> if we like tilt you the right way, will your brain just spill out? <laughs> we can like shake you and your brain.
0: <laughs> we'll, pour, we'll pour you like a teacup. <laughs> underneath <laughs> we should do that oh my god we have, oh my god this should be my first philosophy club like yeah. event like we just we cut over your head just and we hanging just
3: hanging Olivia upside
0: <laughs> why don't you quantify that for yeah. me how many how many grams is your brain in a bucket? No, that's an actual answer which I don't
1: know
0: we have to learn it like five times oh my god you should just I'm sure you can figure that out if you really wanted to. Yeah Measure um, how many grams your brain is in a bucket. It
1: was actually too big. That's why they have to cut my skull. My brain was too big. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's just way too built. <laughs> yeah. Big brain
3: moment, actually. Actually so big. Brain. Brain moment. <laughs> it's unreal. They were afraid of your power. They had to cut <laughs> it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so ridiculous.
0: Oh my god. Let me
1: talk about three, two, one. Distance. It's a
0: thing. Distance? What is our distance right now? I'm about a meter from Application! Olympia. What,
1: what a t- topic.
0: Oh yeah, we can talk about applying philosophy. That is actually, I would love to hear your guys' insights on this. Um, so, Philosophy Club this year, our overarching theme is applications of philosophy. Um, it's not something that we get to do as much in class, I think. It's a lot more knowledge-based because it's a class. Duh. <laughs> Ew. But um, in Philosophy Club, we want to talk about how we can grapple that's also a good word.
3: Grapple. It's like an
0: apple, but if you grap- bit into grapple.
3: it. Yeah, grapple. Grapple. Next, <laughs> <Grapple. laughs> my, like my favorite bite. sound is. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> 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 oh, you want to... Wait a no, minute, no. this is
0: off topic. Wait. No, 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 no! Okay. I have to no, go back no, to no, no, the no. no, Give God. me like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds too much. I'm gonna talk while you look. Yeah. Okay. Um. We're focused a lot about how we can grapple with philosophy in daily life. And um, I think it would be super interesting to like go club to club, like look at the other ones and see like how we can find philosophy within each club. I also want to do like an episode where we go outside and we talk about like... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm already, like, self-identified philosopher. Like, I'm already going to be shunned by society. <laughs>
3: <laughs> by society. Fuck! society. Fuck. Is... Society
0: hates me. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ebony Darkness. i right <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, wait, I found it. I found it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Victoria, you're always talking about the, the apple thing. This is how Allison eats <laughs> an apple. Stop!
0: So they uh, eat it down. from the
1: top down seeds and all or no, I, I like that that's seeds. kind of, no. like that's top of power. Power. i promise
0: once you do it once eat an apple top down just pull out the stem like pick out the bottom part which is kind of gross and then just like spit out the seeds when you get to them it tastes so much better people mm. think you can't like it's different from just like eating an apple and then fucking biting into the core mm-hmm. that is left over it's different the core is sweet it is good. Try it out and you will never go back. I'm also, it's allergic
2: it t- to apples. They What? Why are you allergic to everything? You're literally allergic to everything. Olivia
0: came over to my house and I was like, hey, do you want to eat this? No, I'm allergic. And I was like, why are you eating it? She's like, I do And I was like, what? I do, I do it
3: to spite.
0: Sp- spite who? God. <laughs>
3: Again, we Um, don't have free will, we're allergic to things, we can't eat everything. Oh yeah, as
0: I was was saying, I would love, I think it would be so fun to do like an episode like outside and talk about like horticulture, and um, that's also a good word.
3: Horticulture.
0: Horticulture. It kind of
3: sounds like a disease, or like some sort of like... Horticulture!
0: (laughs) The (laughs) culture (laughs) of (laughs) ours! It's
3: like, they practiced
0: horticulture in the late 1800s or something. (laughs) I love how it's like the complete opposite thing, it's just plants. I hate plants. Get get
3: get out. Get get out. out Leave. You
0: freak. (laughs) freak. Go.
1: (laughs) Leave with your hole in your head. And get out. (laughs) I just like. I don't like that. Continue with your philosophy. Um. (laughs) Thank you. I'm
0: well. (laughs) Um. No, I think it. It's just super interesting that, I don't know. People are super under the impression that they're never gonna do anything with philosophy, and I, I don't know where that comes from. Mm
3: -hmm. I think it's just like this view of philosophy is like this thing. That's and I get it. Up in an ivory tower. The, also
0: like, yeah. It's also super mm-hmm. indigestible. Um, yeah, philosophy is
1: indigestible.
0: That's 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 my motto. I know um, <laughs> everything is digestible. Which is why we have this podcast in the first mm-hmm. place, so that we can try to like promote discussions around philosophy in a mm-hmm. digestible and understand <laughs> in a, <laughs> in a <laughs> manner, <laughs> in an understandable manner. Um, because oftentimes it's like we have no idea what to do with it. Um, also, I guess because it's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think talking about like philosophy applications is like definitely something I want to do. Do you guys have any ideas of what I could do?
1: What if I take? I was a day a about like, and then you try to philosophize.
0: Sure, it? I was thinking about like doing a thing where we eat with our hands.
1: That'd be interesting. I want to eat like you know, just like get a cake and just like. Oh my yeah, god! I At see?
0: the end of the year, what I really want to do, I want to have like a philosophy dinner and we go to like. Um, there's one of my favorite like. Was it restaurants? It's called Tinuno, and they have like really good Filipino food, and you like eat it with your hands. It's so delicious. And I go there every day for my birthday, and uh, not every day, every birthday.
1: <laughs> We should go to. We should go to you know, another place
2: where eat you, with your hands. It's
1: medieval
0: times with the horses. Can we please go to medieval times? Oh my god, I actually want oh to. Oh go my to medieval, god, Can
3: we actually
1: just
0: schedule a, a trip? Yeah, I'm I'd be so those. down. Oh my god.
3: Okay. Uh, well. Okay. Wait. 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 i am going to medieval times. I'm signing up for club <laughs> simply for the medieval times trip. I could probably. Would Havre go fund that? Yeah, I think. so. I can't
0: pay for it myself. It's like fifty bucks per person. Yeah. yeah. What is the. Why? Oh, we wait, can wait, talk about like medieval have, things. Like, that, like, like actually right? I think it, it's
1: actually fifty though for the club. If you're like a Tuesday club, it's like a fifty dollar budget. Oh.
0: I'm sure I could like
1: <laughs> unless you go to like a competition or something. But you could like No, I'm philosophy.
0: sure I could go to the school and be like, hey, can you help me pay for this if I have like a tangible reason?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. which is uh, medieval philosophy is really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I
0: had a dream, like a medieval dream.
3: <laughs> I always have medieval dreams. I love the like, I think set in the medieval times, or, like, around medieval, like, <laughs> philosophical framework? I <laughs> don't know. I feel
1: like you two are definitely in the medieval times. Um, oh, that's actually such a
3: compliment. Well, sometimes, like, I have people, oh, like, God. they're trying to, like, murder me, but you been thinking about me. I'm, like, on your minds, you know? I'm I had a, a dream man.
0: that someone at school was trying to kill me. I'm not gonna drop names, but I was, like,
3: running through the school, and they were trying <laughs> Wait, to kill whisper me. it. Oh, that, honestly, no, I could really see yeah. that.
1: I had a dream where I actually, actually, like, love her, and, like... Real life, but I had a dream where like she kept trying to like stab me. Wait, who? <laughs> Sorry, I'll
2: tell you later. No, okay. I actually like her. I literally I just went, like, her she's never gonna
1: she tell you. She's never gonna tell you. Literally never gonna tell me. Literally like backstabbing me in the dream. No, that's crazy.
0: The world something. is telling you something. Yeah. Yeah. We had that
1: one dream. <laughs> don't where on the same night. Um, what was it? I dreamed that there was this. I think was the same dream actually. Um, with the other person stabbing me, but there was this like caterpillar. Yeah. and was like tied to this other like person yeah but we tried to kill the caterpillar and the caterpillar just wouldn't die and then you had the dream the same night that you were on the bus and someone was trying to kill you i did so have like that dream
3: you were the yeah. caterpillar in the bus and olivia the bus fucking out for <laughs> me olivia actually <laughs> yeah. out for me um i hate caterpillars they creep me out
0: i love medieval times
2: oh yes. my god they're <laughs> f-
0: corn <laughs> changed my life. <laughs> so eating that, like, good what corn. Is it? <laughs> Not, like, just chicken, just, like, raw. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> it's like, Such yeah, a primal experience. experience. I want to go and just, like, lose our minds. And, like, <laughs> I think it would be so fun.
3: Medieval Times was a little, like, room where they have a bunch of torture devices, and we had to walk through <gasps> it at, like, yeah, I the age of grade four, and it really instigated, like, a many-year hyperfixation. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> I'm still into that. I still look at that shit. I still am obsessed with medieval torture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I But see, I think that Game of Thrones would, like, actually scar me. Like, I watched oh, a I, single, I, single... Oh, do you watch Game
0: of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, my God, how far in are you? All the way. You finished it? Multiple times. Oh, my God! I love Game of Thrones. I That's literally why I had medieval dreams. I've been thinking about it so much. But also, because Did of you that, watch new, the new one? that new show. Uh, no, I don't have time. Okay. I really want to. I've been seeing so many TikToks of it.
1: It's, like... It's also kind of messed up.
0: It's all messed up. But, yeah. Are you kidding me? They're all messed up. Um, No, but... um. I don't know. It's kind of weird because, uh, 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 what, what, what's it called again? What show were we just talking about? Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones. Like, sometimes I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, the woman, the poor woman. No,
3: yeah, like, the way absolutely. they portray
0: women is really weird. It's yeah. just like,
3: it's a red flag that every single male high fantasy author just their fantasy world is one where women are just horrifically treated just like degraded yeah like this is why you should read brandon sanderson it's actually good yeah i've yeah, heard good sure. things about brandon sanderson brandy but then like the, lim- the female Sandy? authors also just like why what are you doing like <sighs> that's real. emancipate yourself you know what i mean for real <laughs> oh my
0: god that's a big word. okay well it is nearing our time i gotta go i gotta dinner but um thank you listeners for why listening arrest, to us right? ramble <laughs> Um, Merci
3: beaucoup. Yeah, this Miss was I was fans. I,
0: I like this. This was fun. We mm. will maybe yeah, do this fun. again. I we could do like philosophy minor for. Medieval, yeah. Medieval
1: times. Medieval Times. <laughs> and we're gonna record it. Actually. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna go yeah. grab the frog right now. Yeah. So we're thanks for tuning in, guys. Frog. Uh I will see you next time. I should be doing an episode on justice, or it will be a part oh. two with Andrea, which will be super interesting. Uh listen to episode three. Uh yeah. Alright. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Bye. Say bye guys.
4: Bye.